Hey guys, welcome to Lay It On Me Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Lay. Um, in this episode, we have on my friend Sammy, and we talk about balancing emotions, how weird dating is, and we also talk about men's mental health versus women's mental health. Um, so as always, thank you for joining us, and check us out on YouTube and Instagram. Mmm. Took shots of tequila at work, so I feel great. Oh my god. Just kidding, I can't do that anymore. There was like one day I started drinking at work, and I was just like, you know, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) It's a bad idea. I love tequila. I could do it straight, like nothing with it. I don't know. I know this is like really heterosexual of me to say, but Mm. I love how it feels in my throat. Ooh. Every oh. guy's like, what? Ooh, just, yeah. what'd you just say? Um, aren't you a lesbian? Excuse me, are you like girls? Um, do you know, I, I, I kind of know. Um, but I love the way it feels in my throat too. Um, I also love the way it warms up my entire body. Yes. Like after a one shot tequila, like I feel my entire body warm up. And I think it's the best feeling when you haven't eaten anything all day. Yes. So you just kind of like accept that taking over your yeah. body, and you're just like, all right, I gave the wheel to tequila. Literally, you know, and I'm such a lightweight, so I'm like, <laughs> I love it. Um, I was at dinner last night for my friend's birthday, mm-hmm. and we're at the sushi place, and I'm like, man, I hope they have a full bar. You know, I'd love yeah. to get tequila shots for your birthday. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have a full bar, so yeah. we're talking about tequila at the table, mm-hmm. and I love how this always happens to me, but mm-hmm. this random like diner comes up to me and goes like, you should try, um, Trey's Generations. I'm like, Trey's Generations, Why huh? Why does sound familiar? Um, I think it's um, LeBron James, uh, his, his tequila brand. Oh, That's what he said it was, I but I haven't done any research. Everyone so. has a damn tequila now. Right? Like Literally everyone. Dwayne The Rock Johnson has one. Kendall Jenner Kendall has Jenner. one. Um, yeah. I would love to have my own tequila brand one day. I think that's going to go on my life goal You list. should. You should. Tequila's a... I'll, I'll mm. definitely test it out. Yeah? It's so good. No, I love it. He came up to like us at dinner. She so was like, you need to try this tequila. I'm like, Trey's generation. He's like, you know, Trey's like, as in like three in Spanish. I'm like, oh, Tres. Oh. He said the most one. <laughs> Trey's? Trey's generation. Oh my God. When my girlfriend like tries to speak Spanish, she'll be like, like instead of like Diaz, it's like Diaz. And yeah. I'm like. <laughs> Dude, I got a girl too, kind of. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, look at you. I know, it's going to end awfully because she's going to grad school and I'm oh. going to move to San Francisco. Grad school where? Um, either St. Pete or like somewhere in Virginia or something like that. Yeah, yeah it is. But yeah. you know what? What's meant to be will be. You know what? That's what I keep saying. And you know what? I'm fine. You know what? With all my bad relationships, I've had good stories. Yeah. Because I could just laugh at them now. No, they're, they're definitely super funny. I mean, yeah. of course there are lessons, but like, you know, when you're talking to your buddies and be like, Oh yeah, you want to hear about like a crazy ex story, you know, and then you can kind of like pull those out of a hat. But yeah. I think they're always just fun to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think um, I think my best one was, uh, you know, her writing a an article about me. <laughs> she did it. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, it was great. It was called um, "The Worst Breakup Is the One You Saw Coming." Oh my god, um, that's true though. That's very true. Yeah, but the thing is, like, she didn't see the breakup coming. I mean, I didn't see the breakup coming, so I don't think she saw it either. <laughs> We were, uh, we were like, we were, you know, at like a big date function and we came back to my place. We're hanging out. I'm just like, Hey, you know, I'm not happy with something. You know, I want to talk about this. Um, get off my chest, you know, yeah. you know, fix this. Yeah. And she was like, you know, well, this sounds like a breakup. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not a breakup. You know, yeah. um, I just want to talk this out, you know, mature, you know, man to man, you know, yeah. man to woman. And, um, she's like, no, no, this sounds like a breakup. <laughs> and so by the second time she said that in my head, I'm just like, gosh, you know what? Maybe I'll just break up with her. <laughs> <laughs> I did. 
fine. It's a breakup. I'm like, fine. It's a breakup. I told you. I told you. Like, oh my god, when girls act that way. I'm like, just relax. Oh my gosh. Because now you're making it into something that it never was in the beginning, but mm. now it's become that way. No, but I love well, all my exes. I love them. They're, they're great people. I wish I could say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, looking at like everything they're doing now, like all of them are doing great things. I'm just like, you know what? You go, girl. But that's good. That's mature. Yeah. You that's know? mature. We've all grown. Listen, I mean, like all those times, you know, we were all grown. Yeah. Like I probably did some shitty stuff too. Like, yeah. I, I definitely did some shitty stuff. But. Yeah. Well, the thing is mine were all shitty and I just like was like, well, there's one Monique, but now we're friends. Like we, we were yeah. friends from the beginning. Do you need to like, leave out her name? Like. If I post this, oh no, you don't have to. And she, but it was like such a short relationship. But I think it was like one of those where it's like you thought you liked someone, mm -hmm. but it's like it was just a really good friendship. Okay. It was just like you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. No, she but means. she was the only I think ex that I am okay with. She's just dope. Yeah. Yeah. She's dope. She's a dope person. What's dope about her? Um. Well, she's a cancer. Okay. So and she and you know what's astrology. so funny? Oh, we're gonna go on astrology. We went. <laughs> We went to middle school together, mm -hmm. and one of my middle school best friends, Marina, actually dates her now, mm -hmm. and they're just, like, the cutest couple ever. Okay. But it's, like, um, I just thought it was really funny because it's, like, I would have never thought that I would date someone I went to middle school with. Yeah. Like, that's weird. But, no, she's just really cool. She's, like, just really, like, um, a considerate person, and she... I mean, she taught me, like, how to be more in tune with my feelings and, like, be more accepting of other people and how they feel. Mm -hmm. So. That's good. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you come out a better person. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. But it just it just wasn't meant to be. No, not meant no. to be. No. You know, that's what I say about my first relationship. Yeah. Preschool. You know. Oh, my yeah. God. Shut up. You know, we, I thought we were going to go the way. But um, now she's, like, my best friend now. We, like, stay. So <laughs> I think my first relationship was in middle school. Really? Yeah, um, this girl Andrea, and I had like the biggest crush on her forever. And I didn't Aww. know like how to have a girlfriend or what what's that about. Yeah. And so we're just walking, you know, to class in the morning. I'm like, hey, you want to walk with me? She's like, yeah. And, you know, she's like, you know, close to you. I'm like, we can kind of like, you know, you know oh just my buddy, God. buddy. Middle school relationship. Middle school relationship. Are we gonna hug? Are we gonna hug? Goodbye. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I like you. She's like. I kind of tell, I could, I could tell, I'm like, oh no, that's, that's not a good thing to say back. And she's like, I like you too. I'm like, okay, saved it. And then like, you know, I drop her off at class and I hug her and run away. Cause Stop. our classes were next to each that's other. And then I found did. out that like my class was actually in the gym that day. Uh -huh. And I walk in the gym and like through my buddies, she's like, no, I have a girlfriend. I'm like, how the fuck did you know? We saw y'all hug. <laughs> oh my God. Seriously. I would be so annoyed with boys in middle school. I'm just like, Ugh. oh, we were the worst. Well, it's like I didn't know back then that I just didn't like men, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I would be like, they'd be like, oh, do you want to kiss? And I'd be like, kiss? <laughs> sure. Is that what we're supposed to do? Literally, I feel like I was a lesbian from the get go because like I got in trouble. I don't know if I told you this. My kindergarten teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't stop touching her tits what? and literally that she had to sit down with my parents and be like, you know, she's really touchy with me yeah. and like, I just thought I should let you know that your daughter will not stop touching them. Mm -hmm. 
So, so maybe, really you know, nothing wrong with, you know, being attracted to that, but maybe just like not touching her, you know, without consent. I know. I was consent like, Consent is something they should have taught you, hopefully. No, my parents were pissed. They were like, what? Like, where did you learn this yeah. at such a young age? Was but your yeah. mom like pissed to your dad? Like, is she learning this from you? Like, what's going no, on? No, yeah. No, my mom was like very confused as to like how I got that. I don't think I was like in touching in that way. I just, I don't know. Maybe at a young age I was, but I was obsessed. Like I was obsessed with Britney Spears, Hillary Duff. Like I had obsession with these like idols. Yeah, these and female I was like, celebrities. Yeah. Yeah. And then I like, it started getting clicking when I was in high school. I'm like, oh. oh it's, it's starting to make sense now. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's so weird. Yeah. I mean, like I, I had some friends in middle school, um, you know, I, I have this one friend who came out to me in high school. I mean, yeah, in college. Um, like my sophomore year, you know, he came to visit me. He was just, I'm just telling him like, oh yeah, girls, 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 like it's so much yeah. fun. And I guess he had recently come out on social media. Oh wow. That's so nice. He's like, oh, so you don't know. I'm like, no, why? He's like, oh, we should, we should sit down for this. And I'm like, okay. And like, you know, he's just like, well, there's a certain, you know, um, awareness day in October. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, do you have breast cancer? And I freaked <laughs> out. I freaked out. I'm like, holy shit. He's like, no, no, I don't have breast cancer. There's another day. And I didn't even think about National Coming Out Day is in yeah. October. Yeah. Oh my god. I and I looked at him like, that. wait, are you gay? Are you coming out? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh. And I said the single most worst question you can ask somebody who just came out to you. Are you top or bottom? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's literally my questions all the time. I ask, are you sure? Which it's is okay. the worst. I literally thing. get that from like every yeah. man. Literally, it's like, are you sure? Like, you just, I'm like, dude, I'm positive. Yeah. I mean, you would obviously know. Yeah. But yeah. Just, uh, he's like, he, he saw me. He's like, first of all, never say that to a person coming out to you ever again. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm just yeah. so. No, but so. You, you don't you you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, we started was, the podcast yet? Uh yeah. Oh, did we? We could. I mean. I, oh, I didn't know if we were recording yet because I was like, oh, I didn't even know because I didn't want to. But now I, I feel just like we're just in, talking. Yeah. We like we. I you're so easy to talk to. Stop. See, this is why you're a mess. Stop. I'm like. But because I was like, oh, sh- I'm gonna see this. <laughs> <laughs> no, she um she hyped up my podcast when really? I was first so like talking cute. about it. You know, she yeah she DM'd me. She was just like, hey, like you know, like I think you'll be great for this. And I was just like, I really appreciate that. That's you cute. Know? So I actually ran by my name choices with her. I yeah. sent out like 40 Snapchats and I included. Her. I'm like, hey, like out of these three names, like which one do you think would be a good one? She was like, laid on me would be a great one. I'm like, cool. You yeah. Know? That one that one crushed it. Honestly, but I feel like you are the ex, like, even if you did something shitty, I know you're a genuine person. So I feel like that's why it's, like, okay to be an ex with you, because it's, like... Yeah. Because my exes were actually really shitty. Mm-hmm. But, like, I see you're a, a genuine person, so even if you messed up on something, I feel like I could be friends with you again. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. I think after I feel like I'm you're in a relationship... I can be honest, but also like after like I had like feelings for somebody mm-hmm. and like I exposed myself like that, made mm-hmm. myself vulnerable, and like that ends, I'm definitely gonna like push back and like set up those barriers and stuff. Like I'm the that, same way. Know? I'm like, ooh, I I'm like, like mm. you, but like, because I can't, I can't, yeah. I like, I can't be that, that comfortable with you anymore. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, the thing with like when you like someone, you're really defensive. Is like, oh, like okay, you actually like me back now. Now I can't. There's only so much I can hide. Yeah, from you know, because they they've seen you, you know, you're yeah. low. I mean, they've seen literally all of you, mm-hmm. and so kind of like. But also, I like to think I can be even more honest with them mm-hmm. these days. Yeah. Because I have nothing really to hide. Yeah. You know, like it's not like I don't care what they think of me, but like you've been with me in an actual relationship, like you understand me, like 
you know, you know, that's all in the past, but you know, I don't know where I was going with that, but like, you know, I, I don't want to hide anything, yeah, you know, like they're, they're not going to judge me for, you know, any actions I do because mm-hmm. they can be like, oh, he's just an ex, like, you know, fuck him. Yeah. Or like, he's like, oh, yeah. hey, that's what he's doing now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my friend, when he came out to me, uh, he was like, yeah, never, never say that to a person coming out to you. Yeah. Um, but I never expected him to be gay because he was yeah. nowhere close to the gay stereotype. Yeah. You know, he was on the wrestling team, he was on the football team, very macho guy, you know, yeah. like, you know, um, mess around in locker rooms, like, you know, like pushing us against lockers and yeah. like, you know, just like, ah, you know, like guys do. Yeah. And I never saw it coming. And when he came out, I was just so blown away. I'm just like, I didn't know that, you know, someone like you could come out. And, you know, that definitely opened my mind because I was, I was super ignorant yeah. in sophomore year of college. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was, that was super interesting. Um, yeah, I feel like the whole, and I've dealt with the whole stereotype my whole life when it comes to just like stereotyping gay people. And I don't find it offensive. Some people find it offensive, but mm-hmm. like literally like I've been through trauma my whole life, so nothing really bothers me anymore. But it's like, and I tell people I'm gay, I I just have gotten used to that coming out is yeah. going to be a daily thing for the rest of my life. Like coming out to people. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop at just like your friends and your family. I think every day is coming out day. Yeah. Cause there's always a new person in your life that kind yeah. of finds out that that's your lifestyle. Yeah. And it's a struggle being a femme because it's like, you know, people are like, Oh, you're gay. Like you don't look gay. You got fake nails, you got fake tan lashes. You don't look like the douchebag lesbians of St. Petersburg. <laughs> Florida. <laughs> Are you all the way in St. Pete? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. I yeah. didn't know that. I love that's it. That's why. Okay, it's super gotcha. gay and happy. And it's super gay and it's happy. Like, oh my God. I hope heaven's like this. But yeah, it's like, you know. Like, I hope heaven's like St. Petersburg, yeah. Florida. My God. Yeah. Uh, things I would never expect to hear from anybody. I love it. But yeah, like finding Kaylee was like a blessing because she was also a femme and like we just mush well together. Mm. But it's really hard to find like if you're feminine and you want to find another feminine lesbian, it is hard. It's like... It is a, uh, it is tough, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change myself just yeah. to like fit in or no, like no, you never should. try to find someone. Especially this day and age where like you can literally be whatever the fuck you want yeah. and the world just kind of goes, oh, okay. Well, of course yeah. there'll be, there'll be people who are like, oh, you can't do that. But you're just like, yeah. no, it's who I am, you know, yeah. take it or leave it, whatever. Yeah. You don't have to be my friend. Um, but yeah, I mean, especially how culture is these days. I think that's something I always, I always talk about with friends. Um, is there's just so much change going on mm-hmm. and I just, I don't know where it's going to stop, where it's going to go, you know, where's the line? Yeah, I know. That's what I always worry about. It's like how, when am I crossing the line with someone? Like if I'm obviously like super close to you, like I know where the boundaries are, mm-hmm. but like you never know with like gender or race or it's like you could be stepping on anybody's toes yeah. and it's like, you don't like, I feel like for the most part, like I'm genuine. I don't want to step on anybody's toes and I want to be not only like you know careful but also like aware of what's going on and like trying to understand what's going on in the Mm -hmm. world because i feel like it's easy to be like oh black lives matter but like do you really know what's going on what are you doing are you educated yeah 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 what are you doing to like be a better person Mm -hmm. so like the next generation isn't as you know horrible but yeah, I know you kind of wanted to jump into kind of men's mental health versus women's mental health. Yes. And, and I, I think like this is a, a good difference. You know, topic for us to go back and forth on because, mm-hmm. you know, I definitely don't have any, you know, experience with women's mental health and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. 
you know, bringing back up exes, you know, a lot of my, you know, a few of my exes were very vocal about mental health, which is something I loved. Yeah. You know, I've always said that one of the most attractive things that I find is when someone's passionate and like a good cause or something like that. So people talking about anxiety and depression, all that, I'm like, yes, like, let's make that more of a conversation. I mean, that's something that, you know, actually caused me to put this podcast together. I love um, it. Yeah, I feel like mental health and like we're just like scratching the surface with it. I feel like we don't really talk about like mental health as much as we should. And it should be more accepted. Like I feel like I don't know, I don't know why people are so afraid to talk about their feelings or like face their fears. I feel like when you dive into mental health, when you discover what your true issues are, you learn more about yourself. And when you learn more about yourself, you can give back to others. Okay. In a healthier yeah, I way. see that. But I mean, I've I've talked to people about this before, where, especially for guys. Mm-hmm. You don't you know, you don't really want to give out that information. Yeah. Because especially guys like my generation, like we're kind of taught like, you know, you don't want to put out too much of what what's on your mind, like your emotions, your your. And why is that? Is it like a masculine thing? It's definitely a masculinity thing, just because you don't want to seem weak, mm-hmm. you know? You want to seem dependable, you know, mm-hmm. strong and macho and all that fun stuff. Yeah. I think the problem is with men's mental health. I'm not a man, so I don't know. But I feel like you guys are trying to be all macho, mm-hmm. not show any feeling. And the problem is, like, when it comes to relationships, I feel like it comes off as you don't care mm. or, you know... And that kind of escalates to, oh, he doesn't care. Is he interested in someone else? Is he losing feelings for me? And for girls, we need that emotional, like, reciprocation. So I feel like when that starts to crumble, the woman isn't going to want to do as much and she loses feelings. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the kind of the relationship kind of crumbles. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I see that. I mean... And that's just not in men and women. That's in women and women, too. Like, I feel like if if Kaylee, like, started not really reciprocating how I wanted to be loved, then mm-hmm. I would start kind of backing out, too. Because it's like... And I've talked to her about this. Like, sometimes I feel like she doesn't express herself or communicate how I would be, like, communicating with mm-hmm. her. And it kind of, like... Like, and I tell her that because it makes me more comfortable and makes me feel more loved to know that we're on the same page. Yeah, well, you know, communication is really important. I mean, like, the, the girl I'm kind of talking to right now, she told me that, you know, I don't seem emotional at all. Like, she doesn't, she feels like she, feels like she doesn't really know me yeah. because I don't talk about that enough. And I thought I did. You know, from my point of view, I really felt like, oh, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm telling her about, you know, my, like, my history, like, you know, my upbringing, like, you know, how I feel about certain things. Um... But I think some guys, we just don't realize that we're not giving, you know, enough that, you know, they expect. I feel like that's how men are raised, too. And, like, our parents are more traditional. Like, I don't know if your parents are, um, were they born in America? No, my my dad was born in Taiwan. My mom was born in More traditional. And my mom was born in Chile. So, like, mine are very traditional, too, Mm -hmm. in the sense that these are, like, generations of people that have been raised to men are holding back their feelings Mm -hmm. and i think that's a beautiful thing i think it's beautiful when men cry i think it's really disrespectful when a girl's like i don't like seeing him cry i'm like okay well is he a robot like i don't understand why we like and this isn't just men like why are we training girls to be grossed out by that by Mm -hmm. like 
I think it's amazing if my partner can show feelings and be vulnerable because that shows that they trust me and that they're letting me into their world and their mind. Yeah. Because you can't read people's minds. No. Okay. And, yeah, I just I can't imagine crying in front of like a partner, um, you yeah. know, or like a girl I'm talking to. Um, but I feel like that's also a personality trait too. You know what I mean? You think it's also a personality trait? Yeah, like some people are just not as emotional because they were just raised a certain way with mm-hmm. like a personality. Like I'm very emotional because my mom is very affectionate. Okay. And very like emotional as well. So I feel like we get a lot of those traits from our parents too. But like men should be able to express themselves, their fears, their worries. They should be able to feel just as much as a woman does, you know? I mean, I think mental health is a serious issue in our country, not in just other countries. Mm-hmm. And I feel like like if men were raised to express themselves more and be more vulnerable, then I feel like it could definitely pave the way to like a better talk about mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think like especially in today's culture... Um, I feel like I say that phrase so much. It's in today's okay. culture. Literally. Like, I'm some I mean, we've changed so much. Um, but now, I think these days, it's... And especially in the past, it was more acceptable mm-hmm. for a woman to have mental um, anxiety or, you know, health issues, like being depressed or something like that. Um, and I think it was more accepted because people were like, oh, you know, a girl is kind of having a mental breakdown. Okay, it happens. Oh, she's um, on her period, yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hormonal imbalance. Mm-hmm. But if a guy, you know, has a mental breakdown, like, everyone's just like, whoa, whoa, like, yeah, are you like, okay? Yeah. Because everything's so pent up. Like, yeah. you know, like we talked about before, they don't really express their feelings and everything like that. Yeah. Um, like, this pent up, like, bottled of emotions. And, like, some men do have anger issues where they let it out mm-hmm. into such extremes because it's all bottled up yeah but it's also like i mean it's also other mental illnesses mm-hmm. that are bottled up too like and that's the issue is because you know women are bottling up their emotions because they don't want to seem crazy men are bottling up their emotions because they don't want to seem like they're you know like not masculine guys are just like oh like it's not accepted for me to you know break down and show my emotions um so i'm gonna keep it all bottled up and that's the problem is because if we're not diving into those emotions and we're keeping them bottled up, one day it's going to cause someone to snap. Yeah. And we don't want that. Cause yeah. I mean, that's definitely the whole point of, you know, looking for mental health is you want to make sure that nobody gets to the point where they snap. Yeah. Uh, you always got to be checking on your friends, making sure that, you know, in whatever situation or mental, you know, gate that they're in, um, that, you know, they always have someone to talk to. Yeah. Um, but what do you think about that where, you know, guys kind of have less of an acceptance to you know, kind of fall apart mentally in terms of women falling uh, falling apart mentally when it comes to, like, you know, the rest of the world kind of viewing that. Like, what do you think about that? Um, I think it's really sad because everyone's a person regardless of their gender, and I feel like everyone should have that right to go seek help if they need to or just express themselves the way they want to. It's, like, it's ridiculous that we've kind of created this stereotype of like oh well you need to be this way like Mm -hmm. you can be whatever person you want i think that's the beauty of living it's Mm -hmm. like you're constantly discovering yourself 
And in order to discover yourself, you're going to have to dig deep in those, like, emotions. Yeah. How, how will you ever love someone or, like, you know, really be happy if you don't know yourself? And the only way to know yourself is to discover yourself and let yourself feel these things. Because when you feel, you experience things and how others react. And that's when you can find out who you are as a person. But it's like, why are we so afraid of being sad? Why are we so afraid of being mad? Like, I feel like the whole thing about life is, or this kind of social media thing, is social media is always like... Like, Like, people looking at social media and like... They're like, oh, like, they look so happy and stuff. And like, we're like constantly in social media, we're showing that like, our happy side. We're never Mm -hmm. showing our sad side. And the problem with social media and influencers is they create this some sort of fake reality that like, oh, happiness and positivity is the only thing allowed on this platform. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. I think it's beautiful to be upset. I think it's beautiful to be sad because if you let yourself be sad, if you let yourself be mad, so many doors open up. Yeah. Why am I sad? Why am I mad? Like, what kind of doors do you mean by that? Like, doors in the sense that, like, um, your triggers. Okay. Your, like actually, like understanding yourself yeah, more understanding in that fashion. Okay. Why the root of your issues instead of, and it's it's a beautiful thing to feel emotions, different emotions. You don't always have to be happy because at the end of the day, life is not mm-hmm. happy. And if we constantly have this, uh, if we constantly have this mindset of like oh, if we're having a sad day, we need to think happy thoughts or we need to erase a, a bad memory with new happy memories. It's like, no, if you do that, every obstacle, every adversity in your life is just going to suck yeah. because you don't know how to handle it. You only know how to handle things by being like, let's just, let's just be happy and ignore the issue or like, let's just like, be happy and ignore the traumatic memory. It's like, no, if you let yourself feel, be angry, be sad, you're going to learn how to deal with even harder things mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah, and I feel like, especially like, like you were saying before, like those obstacles when you're sad, like they're just going to yeah. be like that much more horrendous. Sadness. Is, you know, like I feel like for a lot of people, like when you're sad or mad about something, like the work that's in front of you, you just can't focus on. Yeah. So you kind of have to figure out how to like, be content with your sadness or your yeah. anger and be like, okay, like I'm still going to like be progressing. Yeah. I'm progressing. Um, and then also deal with that. Yeah. You know, because if you're just kind of like ignoring it with trying to be happy, it's mm-hmm. going to bottle up and it's going to really show in your relationships or your everyday life. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie. Um, what's it called? I forgot what it's called. Inside out. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a big mental health movie. And mm-hmm. like, So, in the movie, it's mostly joy and sadness, and Joy is constantly taking over from all the emotions. Mm -hmm. She wants Riley, who's the human, to constantly feel joy. But the problem is, is you cannot feel joy without sadness, because you will not appreciate all the good things in your life without it. Mm -hmm. So, I feel like it's important to feel all the emotions, because you will never appreciate the joys and happinesses in your life. If you never have the other sad parts, you know, you like a great tangent there. Thanks. I love it. That was well, because like, you know, it's like, for example, like relationships, like Kaylee, 
is I, and I might sound silly, she's the one for me. Yeah. I have like a savings account opened up for her ring. And I knew from literally the second week of dating, I was like, whoa, this girl is See, so I, I I love how people can experience that. Because, I mean, I, I've never gotten to that point before with yeah. a girl. And we're just like, yeah, this is the one. Like, this is like me, like another version of me. Yeah. And I just know like this is going to go on. Like, yeah. Forever. I like, don't that's know. Great. It's just like... Like, and I know this sounds super stupid, mm-hmm. so, but when I met Kaylee and I started getting to know her, I felt a sense of, like, euphoria with her. It was a sense of, like, Damn. you know in movies when, like, everything just slows down? Slows down, down the music plays in the background. Yeah. yeah okay, I was okay. like, oh, A little bit cheesy. How did you feel this way? <laughs> a little bit cheesy. I was like, but yeah, and it's like, I don't think I would appreciate Kaylee if I hadn't had the horrible relationships mm-hmm. in my past because then it's like I wouldn't have known like what it really feels like to be loved and like given the love that I need adorable yeah adorable. she's awesome I love her um, so much yeah no my parents always talk about that like when they met each other like yeah like they know you know like you know yeah. at some level like yeah. it's that simple easy and just it clicks and there's yeah. that spark um yeah I just I mean it's not always easy I think do you think that it's always like that or you have to kind of like if you know the person for a while and maybe you start to date then gradually you build up to that point I feel like love can be anything love doesn't always have to be like in the movies first moment I feel like love can gradually happen mm-hmm. like there's people that are friends for years and they just fall in love with each other one day I feel like it's just whenever you in your mind and the universe like want to come together and yeah. like figure that out and also i feel like the reason why i found kaylee i f- i believe in manifesting and like i literally worked so hard on the whole self-love mm-hmm. and manifestation thing and i was like i'm not going to settle for anything less than what i want in a partner yeah and i kept being i wrote it down in a notebook and i i wrote down 50 things that I want my partner to be. I mean, granted, Kaylee's not going to fit 50 things. Like, yeah. no one's going to ever fit exactly what you want. But she fit most of it. Mm-hmm. But She fit what's important. Yeah. And she, like, just... I don't believe in the whole, like, oh, you complete me. I just feel like she adds to... Who you are. Already. Yeah, who That's I am. That's good. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, I mean, you know, everyone's always heard this. You know, you want someone that makes you a better version of yourself. Yeah. Um, and not just like change yourself because, you know, obviously you don't want to change your entire personality for a person. Yeah. Um, but I definitely believe in becoming a better person. Yes. You know, like I definitely feel like there's certain people in my life that, you know, that like they make me want to be a better person. Yes. And I've I said do. this before. I like myself when I'm in a relationship because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm more stable and more focused on my goals mm-hmm. and like, of course, making sure they're happy too. That's good. Um, like in high school, I... No, when he was dating, I loved that kid. That was a great really? guy. Oh, dude, I was such a cheesy guy. Oh where um, I'm a cheesy girl too. Yeah, I'm so cheesy. We can we can reminisce on like the dates we put on. Yeah. But I, I I like set up a camping thing in my backyard where I spent like a few hours like putting twinkling lights on like the fence that surrounds us and stuff like That's that. So cute. Um, I lived on a lake, so I put like all these Christmas lights like leading Stop. on the dock. But then it started raining, That's... and I was so sad. And I just brought in the living room. It had like lights on the walls and stuff. And I don't know. Yeah. I, I missed that. You know that kind of like you know teenage bliss. Where I, I mean, honestly, I was a horrible person was. in high school. 
<laughs> yeah. I, uh, mm, I, you know what? I've never told anybody this. Oh. Um, in high school, I did have a boyfriend, and uh, I cheated on my boyfriend throughout high school, Ooh. and I never told my friends, but um, they were all different girls. Even girls I went to high school with that are married now, I uh, cheated on my boyfriend with them. Damn. Literally. I would just, I would tell my mom I was going to my boyfriend's house, and I would tell my boyfriend I was going to a friend's house. Oh my and God. And I would just show Sick. up at these girls' houses and hang out with them. And I still was like, I'm not gay. Uh-huh. I'm not gay. But There's you would no hook way. up with these girls. But I would hook up with them. But I was in such denial because I was like, my mom was building like a traditional kind of home. And I think with the whole abandonment with my dad, I was like, the only way I'm going to be happy and stable in life is if I like find the one nice guy to mm-hmm. like treat me right. And I got to a point where I was like, I can't do this because this guy's going to like want to spend the rest of his life with me. And there's, I was like, I was in such denial because I'm like, oh, I just need to find like the right guy or I need to like open up more. And it was like, it was never going to, I was never going to find the right guy. Mm-hmm. I was destined to find the right woman okay and i just okay. i hear that i was such a whore i was a pig in high school <laughs> and i never told my friends not even my closest friends that i would hook up with girls you know it's just something we said about where we are now yeah and where we've been yeah i mean definitely high school me was a completely different person oh yeah for, um, now i'm different i would never yeah. like do that no. now i'm like this is who i am mm-hmm. and i on the kind of like intertwining the subjects we've talked about i really don't believe that you know mental health issues are an excuse to like treat your significant other like oh. complete shit no. or like cheat or anything like that no for sure no, no. like I, I've heard a lot of my friends you know who've been in those situations they're like whether they weren't the one cheated on or were the one that cheated they're like oh yeah I've just been going through some stuff like that's why like I cheated I'm like no that's not oh. a, that's not a reason no no you should Don't never like regress your like push your mental health on someone else no like never and I would never do that. I mean, I never cheated on any girlfriend that I had. I'm cheating on boyfriends. But, um, okay, so but with girls. <laughs> but with girls. And it's like, I was young. I was like, you know, like trying to figure out my sexuality. Mm-hmm. And I was just so stressed. I was like, uh, my mom really liked the boyfriend I was dating. And I was just like. You felt kind of pressured from I was mom. so pressured. Yeah. And I'm sure. And you know what? When I came out to my mom, she was like, okay, are you going to have, are you going to have grandchildren? I'm like, I don't know. And she really didn't care that I was a lesbian. But, um, but yeah, so I just, but definitely when it comes to mental health, I think you should, just because you're, you can't have the courage to figure out your issues doesn't mean you should put it on someone else. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that happens with parents too. I feel like parents have hidden, like hidden issues that they put on their kids. Yeah, they project on their kids. And then the kids are like you know, living their life, trying to figure out their own issues because mm-hmm. it's been pushed on them. Like, I feel like, I feel like that's happened a lot with like my dad. I feel like my dad, he's been in and out of my life and he will put the blame on something else mm-hmm. and never on him. And I kind of used to be that person too, where yeah, it's like, you see the same thing. I would never take, like, I would never take accountability for myself. And I got that from my dad. And now I'm more accountable and I'm like, okay, you know what? I messed up and I don't blame it on other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think a lot of those traits get pushed down to from parents. No, I, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
part of me thinks it might be genetic, you know, like yeah. you yeah. Uh, imprint these personality traits on your children. Um, like my dad, gosh, love the guy to death. He's one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like when I was little, you know, he, he, you know, like most dads, you know, he was kind of angry sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of like later in my life realized like I also kind of have that, um, Maybe anger is not the best word, but like really thin line of patience. You know, like I'm not a patient person at all. Yeah. And when I worked at a, a YMCA camp with kids, I realized like, wow, like I need to make sure I keep myself in check. Because um, I would never want to like blow up on a kid, you know, yeah. and start yelling, you yeah. know. Um, I mean, of course, some kids, they need to be like, you know, told like, hey, this is not the time to act Oh, up. yeah, like, for sure. Kids. Um, I know. No, I know. No, but yeah, I totally agree that you know there are some traits that pass down from parents. I mean, and also jumping back to not wanting to talk about things, especially like going from a guy's um, perspective. You know, as we even talk about kind of that anger that I had as a kid, even now, I partially still doesn't feel comfortable talking about that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, thinking in my head right now, I, I don't even want to talk about this in this podcast, but mm-hmm. it is really important. To like get that out there yeah you know that you do kind of have that that anger instilled in you you know that kind of like aggression you know which i don't know if that is a link to masculinity at all no it could just be like your dad was like really aggressive or had anger issues mm-hmm. my mom has anger issues and i'm really proud of her because i feel like she's definitely a better person now but she's very short-tempered yeah. latina like she had that fire yes mm. one thing oh my god I, it's so it was so scary like hearing her like if I would be in my room when I was little and I'd hear Samantha I'm like I'm like oh crap and like I think that like for you like maybe that aggression has caused you to be like kind of a little bit aggressive or mm-hmm. temperamental but my mom's temperament has caused me to be someone that's like always saying sorry yeah even when I shouldn't be saying sorry mm-hmm. or always trying to keep someone happy. It's like a very like, not scared, but like feeding into someone's temperament or like kind of like matching their feelings because you don't want them to get upset. Yeah. Kind of being that people pleaser, you know, people you pleaser. Like yeah. No, I, I totally agree. You know, uh, Literally. I have a lot of friends. Actually, I was just having a conversation with my friend Kelly um, yesterday, how, you know, this year she's like, I don't want to be a people pleaser. You know, I don't want to let people walk all over me, mm-hmm. um, use me, and then leave my life. Um, and I totally agree. You know, I don't think I think there's a certain point where you should be a middle middleman. You know, like meet them halfway, but don't mm-hmm. let them like totally like walk over you and also mm-hmm. kind of get you get what you want out of things. Um, but yeah, totally agree with that. Yeah, I mean, with women's mental health, I feel like we're constantly worrying about stepping on people's toes or coming out too strong and that's the whole thing that's what i like about doing a podcast with you is because like men like are afraid to show too much because of masculinity but women are afraid to show too much because they're coming off as crazy and it's like for me i'm the opposite of you i show so much emotion Mm -hmm. like i wear my emotions on my sleeve and like as a nurse it's like it's kind of tough to deal with because if something bad's happening or if I'm offended, it shows. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with mental health, like me being very overly emotional or like wearing my emotions, sometimes I have an insecurity that it makes me seem weak. Okay, yeah. 
But I've learned, like, from therapy that showing emotion and being an empath is a beautiful thing because, one, people trust you more. They trust to come to you when mm-hmm. times are tough. Two, it makes me a better nurse and it, it makes me a better caregiver because, like, I'm able to be emotionally intelligent to where if something in my life or at work is happening, I know what to do and I know what to feel in order to get myself through it. So I feel like being emotionally intelligent and an empath makes me a stronger person, not a weaker person. Because I know how I feel, thus I know who I am. Mm. And I know what I can and cannot do. Yeah, yeah, I definitely like that. I like how, you know, especially kind of stemming from, you know, your experience with your parents, Mm -hmm. you know, you're able to take those lessons and make yourself a better person because of it. Mm -hmm. Like, I've talked to my dad a a lot about, like, the anger, you know, and we've we've always had conversations about, like, supplements, you know, different strategies to make Mm -hmm. sure that, you know, uh, we don't slip into that period of aggression. Um, Like, never physical. I mean, just always annoyed, you know? Like, with my siblings, sometimes when I realize I'm on that edge, Mm -hmm. is any word they say just sets me off. Yeah. And I'm just like, why do I feel this anger? And is this something, like, other people deal with? Um, or am I just like kind of losing at this point? And I've talked to a lot of my friends and they've, they've had it too. You know, I mean, well, not a lot of my friends. I've talked to probably two people about it uh, just because it was such a weird topic for me to bring up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, but having kind of that inner aggression and in knowing I need to work on that has really helped me, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like change who I am, really make sure I'm patient and able to, you know, help people with their own issues. Um, like for a few of my friends, I'm kind of like the person they come to to talk to, kind of like you said, you are for um, people too, especially at um, the hospital you work at. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I was able to take these lessons that I learned from my parents and from you know um, these issues I was dealing with, um, I was able able to like really focus on that and take myself to a higher level. I don't I don't know how to phrase that, but you know what I'm talking about, yeah. kind of. I mean, have you ever thought, and I think why people are so afraid to have anger issues, especially men, you know, I think being angry is a superpower, and I feel like having anger issues is always seen as, like, a bad thing or, like, a negative thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, there are some anger issues where people are just, like, off the walls. It's like, whoa, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. Please calm yourself. But I think... The art of being angry is the art some, of being angry. Okay. It I should like be that. it should be a positive thing because yet again you're feeling something. Mm-hmm. And I feel like instead of like I think the reason why you're so afraid to you know be angry or you're like worried about it is because it's always seen as a negative connotation. If you see being angry like, "Oh, I'm angry. I felt something." Okay. Let yourself be angry. Um, think of ways to express your anger that's healthy and not, you know, triggering to some people Mm -hmm. and work from there and build off of that anger. Does that anger inspire you to be better? Does that anger motivate you to do something bigger? Does that anger, you know, lead you to, you know, the root of why it's bothering you? There's Mm -hmm. just so much thing that anger can show you. And like, that's what I learned from yoga is like, Yoga is always taught to be like a peaceful kind of 
you know, stability. Dating from like how dating goes now versus when our parents were younger. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, we could definitely dive into that. Okay, Lord. What I would love to see us go back to is actual dating. You know. Getting to um, know someone. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm trying to do right now with the person I'm talking to now. And I love the progression of my podcast episodes mm-hmm. where I think the first one was just like Oh yeah, cheers to like having horrible luck dating in Tampa. Oh, I know. Believe me. The second one was just like, yeah, you know, maybe I'll find that person that, you know, really like, you know, I relate to. And then I'm just like, yeah, yeah. So that person I'm talking to. (laughs) Um, And also I'll look back on this and be like, oh, I remember when I was talking about her. Yeah. Um, But yeah, especially now, you know, I'm trying to actually date again, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, college was just like hookup culture. And I don't know if it's different for you because of your sexual preferences. Man, lesbian dating is what a ride it is. Yeah. (laughs) It's, well, like I was saying earlier, I feel like being a feminine lesbian, it's really hard because if you're a feminine lesbian and you're also looking for a femme, it's hard because I'm always like, oh, uh, are you gay? No, yes, I don't know. (laughs) Because I'm always like, my way of flirting is really awkward. I'm like, oh my God, girl, like your jeans are so cute. It makes your ass look delicious. Oh my God. Oh my God. Obviously, like I'm taken now, happily, but. God, if I said that to a girl, do you know how fast I would get slapped? I know. I know. And girls would be like, yeah, like, whatever. No, I think my way of flirting, I think I'm always flirting. I'm a really flirty guy. That's gotten me in trouble in the past. You are flirty. Yeah. But I think when we first started like getting to know each other, I was going to honeypot every weekend. Mm-hmm. Every, every weekend. weekend. Yeah, your favorite gay bar. Uh, I miss it. <laughs> um, but now, you know, when I think of honeypot, I'm like, ooh, I want to take Kaylee because I want to like dance with her and get her drunk. And obviously like... With consent. <laughs> you had to make sure that's, that's known with your girlfriend. Yeah, I'm going to get my girlfriend drunk, but like with her consent, obviously, yes. you know. And, um, yeah. Drunk no. sex is the best. <laughs> well, you know what happened New Year's? Like, New Year's Eve, I was like, we, me and Kaylee were drunk. And Kaylee was definitely drunk because she hates tequila and she's like, let's do shots. And mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, she's fucked up. I'm going to, oh, sorry. I don't know if I should say that in a podcast, but. I'm like, ooh, she's drunk. Like, I was like, ooh, baby, I can't wait to take you home. She's like, I can't wait for you to take me home. As soon as we get home, we both throw up in the toilet. That's adorable. And we fall asleep. <laughs> and our dogs, like, literally as we're throwing up, they're like, <laughs> and we fall asleep. That's cute. That's a great, that's great. It was New Year's, you said? Yeah, that's super a great spicy. New Year's story. Oh, yeah, super spicy. Very romantic. Oh, yeah. yeah. You want to find that person that you can just go home with, be like, Oh man, like you ready for a great night? It's like, oh yeah, and then just either pass out yeah. or just throw up. Be like, yeah, you know, I'll hold your hair, you hold my hair, good to go. Well, I think dating, whether it's gay or straight, it's mm-hmm. like so different now because one, when our parents were younger, it was like, oh, and a great life is buy a house, have kids, like yeah, by our so, age too, you know, yeah, and so structured and like I think now women are allowed to do more things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are allowed to experiment more with their life. And mm-hmm. I feel like, especially with social media, it's like you could you could know someone in two seconds. Yeah. Just by looking at their social Slide media, which DMs, is so creepy. And now you're like talking on a daily basis. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I then mean, people have the option to change now. If they don't want to talk to you anymore, they can. Yeah. There's no attachments to nope. anything, which like, is horrible for it's me. It's so horrible, yeah. I'm very, like, I get emotionally attached. I'm like, whoa, I like this person. Yeah. And as soon as it happens, they just kind of like... Rrr. I feel like for me it's a switch where, like, it's off. You know, we can go on, like, four dates, three dates, you know, however many dates. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm having a good time with you. And then suddenly I'm just like, oh, fuck, I like this person. Yeah. Like... This one girl, you know, grind a lot. I'm like, you know, she's really cool. I'm having a great time. And I love this stuff called pho. It's Vietnamese soup. Oh, dude. And I, I go love to this that. place every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And she's never had it. And she's like, hey, I want to take you to this restaurant. And I'm like, okay, cool. She takes me to this new pho place that opened up. And I'm like, oh my God, like, wow. That's. I'm like, oh shit. And that's how she's like, damn. Like, that's when the, the flitch was, the, I mean, the, the switch was flipped mm-hmm. like fast. I was like, damn, okay, you get me. And it was yeah. good food too. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. But the thing is, like, I think what also like is different about this generation's dating pool versus our parents is, I feel like we're very distracted now, and sometimes in a good way, yeah. like with, oh, I'm 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 working on myself, or, you know, I'm in school, or you know, I'm not ready for a relationship. Yeah, it feels like it's never a good time to date. Yeah, but then there's bad distractions, like, oh, um, I like you, but. I'm also talking to another girl mm. or like I'm trying to see my options. So I'm trying not to commit. And I just feel like, like again, social media and like people's perception of reality. It's like this girl's nice and I've been talking to her for a while, but this girl seems so much better because what they portray on social media. Mm-hmm. Which social media is fake as hell. Yeah. You can make yourself out to be anybody you mm. want. Filters, um, whatever you put. You literally... You could pass by a building and be like, I went here last night. And it's like, you make your life seem how you want it to be. And I feel like that's the problem with relationships now. It's like, we get comfortable and we think we see something better and we leave the 80% for the 20%. Mm. Because at the end of the day, no matter who you end up with, you're going to see the ugly. You're going to see the bad. And they're not going to be who you first saw. Just because you see the ugly and the bad and the good with this one person and you mm. leave them that doesn't mean you're going to leave the ugly bad away like you said like yeah. everybody has that yeah. and that's such a great way to put it no like leaving the, the the 80% for that 20 yeah you know yeah wow and like okay. I would never like honestly like if I have something good with someone like I have something amazing with Kaylee and I would never jeopardize that because mm-hmm. one I'm way too fucking busy I have school and I have work like <laughs> When would I have time for that? But it's like, I would never jeopardize because Kaylee is just a beautiful person mm-hmm. and she's overly okay, out of my league. get it. You love this Kaylee person. Overly okay. out of my league. <laughs> and I, I would never. But it's like, I don't know. I just, I'm just someone who's like, I know what I want and I'll stick mm-hmm. with it. And if it really bothers me and I don't want to be with someone, I'll just end it. But Yeah. But like you were saying with social media, I mean, it is such a distraction because you have all these people in front of your face that sometimes it takes away from you know, the person right in front of you. Yeah. You know? And it's like... Like, I can't stand it when someone's on their phone during a date. Oh, I hate it. And that's like, that's an old-timey thing, too. You know, that's something that has been going on, you know, since our parents, like, you know, uh, dated and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you don't have your phone out. You don't have your newspaper out or whatever, you know? Yeah. You, you need to be focused on the person in front of you. Honestly, you to get though, back to that. I think I had a social media phone addiction for a while. Yeah. It was bad. No, like I even Kaylee was like, days. I would bring my phone in the shower with me. Oh my gosh. It was bad. 
And it's like, I'm still like, I'm like recognizing it and be like, I don't need my phone for this. Why is it attached to me? Like, so have you seen that Netflix doc about social media? No. You should. I forgot what it's called, but um, it's it's a deadly disease, social media. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just, it's it, it got to the point where it's like, it became a habit and my brain was like needing my phone. Yeah. Feeling anxiety because I didn't have my phone. Because your phone's away. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I becoming this person? Yeah, they like, put down that screen time. Yeah, I would look at Instagram just to look at it. It's like, why do I need this? Like, mm-hmm. I could be doing anything else. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're getting off topic. Oh, sorry, sorry. We're, talking about we're literally talking about... Yeah, sorry, we keep going sorry. with tangents. I know. Now, I could talk about phone addiction all day. Um, but no, yeah, we got to get back to, you know, taking people out on dates and, you know, the whole Tinder Bumble thing. Mm-hmm. Um I tried I it out for like you did. Yeah, okay. I told. I actually told people that. Um, I actually told people that I met Kaylee on a walk. <laughs> yeah. Because I was so embarrassed that I met someone on Bumble. I know mm-hmm. that sounds so silly, but like, I kind of was hoping I'd meet like the love of my life in a more natural setting. Yeah, which, you know, I, I totally see where you're going from because for me, I don't really think internet dating. Is something I want to do yeah. because I don't. I, I I like I like the idea of having that fun. I met you story, mm-hmm. and you know, not to bash on like how you met Kaylee. Of oh course, no, it's fine. But I would just like I, I was doing Bubble and Tinder for like maybe like a week, and I was just like, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't like this whole swiping thing and whatever. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna get to know the person. Um, at one point, it was just an ego booster because mm-hmm. on Hinge you just see all the people who like you, and I was just like, yeah. I was like, cool, thanks. Cool. Not gonna respond, but cool. And I had to delete it because I'm just like, no, it's not me. Yeah. But it works for some people. Yeah, it yeah. does. Well, I just downloaded it because I was drunk one night. And mm-hmm. like, so do you know Adorable who Sophia story. Stack is? Yeah, yeah, I love Sophia She was Stack. like, you need to get a Bumble. And I was like, She was oh, a big okay. Bumble. She was um, a spokesperson. Yeah, she's so funny. I yeah. love her. Um, but yeah, and I was like, okay, I'll do it. And like literally the first or second day, I, me and Kaylee just hit it off. And I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let's meet and stuff. I almost didn't even go to the date because I was like, this is stupid. And then I, like, actually met her. And you know what's funny? is like we saw Nick and Vanessa at our first date, and now they're our next-door neighbors. Really? It's so weird. Nick and Vanessa, like, we worked with? Mm -hmm. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. But I definitely think the whole dating scene with our parents versus now is that I think they're... Obviously, with our parents, they were more pushed and more prone to be like, okay, we got to get married. Mm-hmm. And there Have wasn't... kids, get the house. There were, like, rules. Yeah, definitely more of a structure. Now there's, like, no structure. Yeah. Now we're more like, love is whatever you want, you know, yeah. which is great. Um, and also, you know, um, for people our age, it's more globalized, to, to put it in a, in a strong term. Um, but you can connect to people so quickly. You know, oh, especially yeah. like Bumble, all this online dating, Instagram, even Twitter, any social media, you can reach somebody from a different state and like strike up a conversation. Like you have yeah. so many more options now yeah. that you don't have to just date in your community. Yes. That's the beautiful thing. It's like you literally can, there's a sea of people mm-hmm. waiting to meet you. Yeah. People shouldn't feel trapped in their community. Like, no. you know, like my hometown, like people, you know, that I went to high school with are now like, you know, um, getting married. I'm just mm-hmm. like, wow. Like. Yeah, how do they do it? Right? Like, how do they do it and stay in the hometown? Which, hey, props to them. You know, I love my hometown. You know, yeah. I, I'd stay there. But I, you know, I believe that staying in one place is just not my lifestyle. You yeah. know, life's too short to live in two or three places. I want to get out there, you know, end mm-hmm. up in maybe 
know, Switzerland one day or, you know, I'll go to San Francisco, go to DC, you know, yeah, mix it as up. You should. Yeah. I just think like that's a positive, but also a negative to have social media in this generation of dating because I feel like when you date now, your whole relationship is broadcasted. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. It's like literally Which is also, it can be kind of like a fun thing because you're just like, you like, you know, I I like to show off. Yeah, no, I love to show off, but it's like, it's like now I feel like we owe people some explanation if like something doesn't work out or like, you know what I mean? That's true. It's like, or if you get into a fight with someone, Mm. you're going to put a meme that kind of like targets them and it's like, is it creates an unhealthy kind of like characteristic in a relationship yeah so it could be a good and bad thing like bad thing because like now you're kind of feeding the world your life mm-hmm. also a good thing because like, yeah i want to show off my girlfriend but yeah well because you want you want you're in a relationship you want to you know that's kind of like a love language i mm-hmm. feel like social media appraisal is now a love language in our generation expectation yeah it's an expectation like you you know they expect to be like oh i want you to be posting about me for valentine's day or just yeah. post about me in general like you know mm-hmm. um it's I will like, say I get sick of the people who just are just cramming down, cram their love life down my throat on social media. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we get it. You know, maybe it's just because I'm not in a deep mid relationship. I don't see it, but I'm happy <laughs> for you though. Yeah. I think there's like a healthy thing, like healthy, mm. like way of like posting without overly posting. But there's some people that just post way too much and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. And it's even become a thing in the lesbian community. I don't know if it's in like straight people, but like les- there's lesbian couple accounts so like literally strangers from all around the world are following your relationship it's so weird it's a weird thing like lesbian uh couple influencers huh and it's like well isn't that just like you know like any other couple as like an influencer i guess so traveling the world it's like that you know beautiful famous couple i think it's so weird though yeah it's, like, it's kind of strange, you know, but I feel like when you put yourself in that lifestyle, like, oh, yeah, you're kind of asking for it. Yeah. Um, especially like your, your post. Well, when you post on social media, you, you want people to follow you. That's the point yeah. of social media. You don't post yeah. something for people not to see it. Yeah. You know, you want to get more people, more likes, more followers, all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. So if you become viral and people are in and people are following your account, you know, what do yeah. you expect to happen? That's true. I don't know. I just think that's just so weird. I'm like, why am I following these strangers? Like, why do I... Like, I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. But I definitely feel in the aspect of the difference between relationship is that, like, did we have as much expectation as our parents did? Or were there just different expectations? I think it was just different expectations. Because, of course, we talked about before, like, their expectations were, you know, the pace of it. You know, get married, pay the mortgage, have mm-hmm. kids, you know, have that house. And then our expectations are, oh, like, posting on social media, you know, making mm-hmm. sure we know that, like, we're together or just, like, making it public information like the issues we're having um yeah it's just it's just different you know different with the times yeah. and i don't like the idea that if i'm with somebody like i need to make sure everybody knows because it's expected like my friend's like oh why didn't you tell us or anything you know like it's my relationship i'm not yeah. i'm not gonna you know tell everybody about it okay it's something i'm figuring it out yeah you know? yeah do you like want to get married and have kids yeah absolutely i think um you know one day i definitely want to settle down you know, have my my two boys, um, take them to, you know, their practices and stuff like that. Like, that'd be a great life. Love to be a suburban dad, you know? Yeah, and also love this dad. day and age where my future wife could be the bread maker of the family, you know? Yeah. This, this podcast could just be, like, my thing that I do, um, make a little bit of money. And she's, you know, some, 
you know, person at the top of her field, just killing it. That's you know? awesome. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> That'd be great. I know. That makes me wonder, like, like you know, in the 50s where it's like you your only job is to be a stay ma- stay-at-home mom. I'd mm. be so fit. Yeah. And you're so fit, yeah. So a lot of home fit. workouts. No, I would, I would literally go crazy. Yeah, I have to. I'm, I, I used to work like three jobs. Like, jeez, I need to like do something. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely, but I definitely am a romantic, mm-hmm. and I enjoy some expectations in the relationship. Like I. Definitely... Yeah, you should have expectations in any relationship, mm-hmm. like whether it's a relationship with friend or you know like a romantic relationship or even a relationship with a company that you're working for you need to set those expectations or else you're just going to let down and if you don't communicate those expectations like how do you expect them to uh fill those yeah 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 um but like you were saying like you know being at home with kids and stuff like that i feel like especially for you know like our parents um like the mom the woman in the relationship you know a lot of mental durability is created um being kind of that that caregiver of the family you have to be the one that's like i know men are always like when things get out of control you're supposed to have the man to like calm you down but Mm -hmm. i feel like it's really the woman because she has to deal with so much like the kids are hungry they're going through a bad day your husband's going through a bad day like Mm -hmm. I feel like the woman's like the backbone. Like the, the rock sense. of the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one that calms everyone down gets through the hard times mm-hmm. for everyone. Yeah. I think that also relates to, you know, why men are where they are when it comes to um, their control, their emotions and you know how women are too. Just mm-hmm. because, you know, going back to when the stereotype was, you know, the man's only job was to make that money, you know, mm-hmm. care for the family, be that masculine guy to protect them. And the wife was just like, yeah, I got to be... More, really focus my mental health so that I can be the rock of the family. Mm-hmm. And that's why there was just more of a focus on women's mm-hmm. mental health, I feel like, in these in these past years. Yeah. And now that, you know, the, the whole structure of a family is changing, um, now we're putting more of a focus on men's mental health, too. I hope so, because I feel like mental health therapy should be for everyone. Mm-hmm. Every single person. Yeah, because you go therapy, The world would be so right? much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love therapy. I go... Well, I used to go every week, and... Now I feel like I need it. Mm -hmm. Like it's like working out. You go, you have a structure and you need to go because it's like, it's an outlet. It's someone who doesn't even know you. Like you can let it all out to them. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's things I literally have never told anyone that I've told my therapist. Barbara is amazing. She's great. Shout out Barb. I know. She's the dopest. I love it. But yeah, I feel like in the sense of dating as well. Not only is it expectations, but I feel like what we put up with. I feel like now, like, if you don't want to put up with someone, you can just leave. Mm-hmm. Even in marriages, like, if you're not happy, you can just go. Yeah. I mean, well, divorce, like, there's a lot. If you don't have a prenup or something, like, obviously there's things. But I feel like it's now more acceptable to leave something and start new. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's going to judge you. They're yeah. like, okay, cool. Like, you're over? Cool. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, maybe that's why, maybe that's another reason why, you know, there's so many more divorces because people feel more comfortable leaving unhealthy yeah. relationships or just when they're not happy and they're really focused on their own happiness, which isn't really a bad thing. I mean, it sucks, of course, that, you know, divorces are so common these days. I mean, I yeah. feel like, you know, you know, talking to me, of course, you know, you kind of had separated parents. Yes. You know, a lot of my friends have separated parents and it used to be like my childhood, like, oh my God, your parents are divorced. Yeah. That's crazy. 
Like I would never have, you know, guessed that. My biggest fear as a kid was my parents getting divorced. Yeah. But these days it's like, yeah. Are they it's, still together? It's a norm. Yeah, my parents That's are still so together. Cute. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I want to know why though. Why our divorce rate is at forty nine to fifty percent? Mm-hmm. Like why? Why is it? What is? Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really have the facts behind anything I say right now, but from my understanding, it's because of how the culture has gone. You know, women are more comfortable, or men and women are more comfortable now, like leaving relationships that they don't feel like they need to stick in. You know, like there's more opportunities for them to find new love, um, yeah. more opportunities to be able to like care for themselves. If they leave this relationship, they don't feel trapped anymore. Yeah. Um, like I feel like back when our parents, you know, were kind of starting families, and before that, you know, once you got in that family, you can't leave that. You can't, you know. There's no structure to like share your kids and everything like that. Um, it's just more of a norm these days. So now that it's more it of a norm, people are more comfortable making that decision. Yeah. And I feel like I hear a lot of people be like, instead of like soulmate, like people are saying soulmates. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you can have multiple soulmates. I'm like a traditional person. You believe in one. one I don't one. think it's ever going to change. I've been so hard to be more open-minded and be like, oh, you know, there's like multiple, but I can't. Like, I just believe in one soulmate. And, I, and I'm a goofy person where I'm like, yeah, there's one person that you could spend the rest of your life with. Because I've seen people who are so happy in their marriages, old people. Mm-hmm. Literally, when I worked in like long-term care, I've, there was this one woman who had hardcore dementia. Mm-hmm. Her husband was visiting her every day. And that's love. And yeah. I don't think love like ever goes away. I feel like it becomes companionship, yeah. But I feel like if you truly love someone, like it's meant to be. But like... I don't know. I just, I think the problem with love and why maybe divorce happens is because I think people don't realize like it's like you're spending the rest of your life with this person. Yeah, it's a big commitment. And you're constantly changing mm-hmm. as a person. You're going to either change together or change, like grow apart. Mm-hmm. And I think like it's hard for people to accept that. Yeah. It's hard for people to be like, oh, like we're always going to be the same. But it's not true. Like no. I'm going to be a different person 10 years from now. Yeah. And, like, it's my job and my partner's job for us to grow together, to communicate, to express how we feel and support each other when we want to try new things. Mm -hmm. And if that so happens that the person's just not down for that and, like, it causes a rupture in our relationship, then... So be it. So be it. Yeah. But I still believe, like, even if I got a divorce at 40 and at 50, I find the love of my life. That's cool too. I think. Yeah, just... I just I don't know where I stand on that. I think I, I think I've always believed that you have that one person out there for you. Um, where are you? Show up, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'd like to think that every single person you date, you kind of give a certain part of yourself to. Because I feel like every girl that I've dated, you know, I will always you know care for them on some level. Mm-hmm. I don't think that goes away. Yeah, that you can sure. hate them for whatever they do to you, but I feel like once you kind of give that you know part of yourself to them, that's always going to be with them. Um, but it'd be kind of nice to you know kind of be in the mindset where like you know anybody could be my soulmate. Right. Yeah. It's like I mean it's open waters out there. I mean we're kind of going through a pandemic, so it's kind of like yeah, a little kind of fishing limited. In pond right now. Oh, yeah. It's closed. No, it's yeah. closed. So hopefully it could open up one day. But yeah, I just feel like, I feel like people don't take love seriously anymore. And that's, I feel like maybe in our parents' days, like, it was always like, you guys are a partnership. And like, I don't know if it's because like, 
women and men are more able to be free now. Mm -hmm. But I think you could be your own person and still put your relationship as a priority. I agree. I think you don't have to be trapped in your relationship. I feel like you could be your own person, have your own life, and still have your partner. Yeah, I feel like it's more like, you know, it used to be relationships were the center of your entire life. Yes. And that's what they, like, revolve their career and everything around. Mm -hmm. But now you can make anything your focus of your life. Yeah. And your relationship can be just an add-on to that. Yeah, for um, sure. And yeah, yeah, I think that's awesome that we've kind of grown that direction. Yeah, like, and that's a beautiful thing. I mean, honestly, those relationships where they make it, like, their whole life, I feel like those are the ones that crumble, like, the hardest. Because there's too much, like, pressure on them, yeah. Yeah. Too much weight of your life on that one So much pressure. Pellet. And it's like, why are you going to put all your happiness in one person? Mm -hmm. You're just going to end up being so disappointed. Damn. But yeah, but hey, I'm happy that, you know, you're super happy right now in a relationship. I know that we yeah. used to talk about it, dish it up at, uh, at work all the time about what's going on in our lives. Oh my so God. I'm really we, happy to see you crushing it. I know. You used to be there when I literally would like have literally breakdowns over stupid girls. Mm -hmm. And it's like, now I look, honestly, like even if the relationship that I have doesn't work out, like I look back and I'm like, wow, I really let one person like dictate and manipulate my emotions mm. and my everyday so many great things would be happening in one day and i would be so caught up in someone else yeah. and it's like how is that a life to live no. that's not but now i look back and i just laugh i'm like oh that was stupid i just move on but i'm a more i feel like i'm a more calm person now like i'm very like if things happen things happen if they don't they don't do you have any of those relationships where you're just like, yeah, I learned nothing from that and I just wish it never happened? Or is every relationship like, oh yeah, like I'm a better person now? Oh no, I definitely learned, especially from like my last ex. I learned, um, even though it was like very traumatic and stuff, I learned that I am like, I will be okay. Mm -hmm. And like, I am deserving of everything that I want and... I deserve respect. I deserve to love myself. Mm -hmm. And I learned that just because doesn't someone doesn't love me, I shouldn't take away from loving myself. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, no matter, even with the relationship I have now, I know that person loves me, but I think the most important love is the love for myself. Because at the end of the day, no matter who loves you, your mom, your dad, you are, you got you. Hell yeah. Hell so, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And I learned that because it's like, and I also learned I shouldn't take shit from anybody because mm -hmm. they don't pay my bills. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, hey, dude, seriously, thank you for coming. Yeah, um, thank you. Loved having you. Uh, now that I